This is the KFDM Morning Show podcast from the most watched morning team in Southeast Texas. Let's catch up on what's happening in the morning headlines. An investigation underway into the cause of a large fire that engulfed a home. The fire was reported last night in the 13,000 block of Leaning Oaks Drive in Bevel Oaks. The fire drew a mutual aid response from several different departments in the area. The flames spread quickly and heavily damaged the home. Firefighters used a lot of water to contain the flames. They remained on scene, putting out hot spots and ensuring the fire didn't flare back up. Thankfully, no injuries were reported. Department of Public Safety releasing the names of two women killed in a head-on crash in Orange County. The two cars collided about 9.30 Monday night, Highway 62, just south of Tulane in Orange County. The head-on crash killed 59-year-old Sheila Lavelle of Orange and 23-year-old Brittany Eldridge Attaway of Nederland. Brittany's mother-in-law sent us this photo of her son and daughter-in-law. She says the family is devastated by the loss and they've started a GoFundMe account to help with expenses related to her death. State troopers say Lavelle was driving her Honda passenger car traveling north on 62, Attaway driving south in a Kia. Investigators for say for some reason Lavelle crossed over onto the southbound side of the highway and struck the Kia head on. First responders from a number of different agencies trying to help both victims, but Brittany Eldridge Attaway died at the scene. Lavelle taken to Christa St. Elizabeth Hospital where she later died. Department of Public Safety says this is an ongoing investigation. Beaumont ISD is confirming a case of tuberculosis involving a student at Westbrook High School. Beaumont Public Health Department notified Beaumont ISD Monday of the TB case. The disease spreads through prolonged close exposure to someone who has the germ in his or her lungs. Here are the key dates for possible TB exposure at Westbrook between the first day of school, which was Wednesday, August 10th, and Friday, August 12th. BISD says the investigation is in progress to see who may have been exposed. The district will contact anyone who needs to be tested. Hardin County commissioners showing their support for securing the border. County Judge Wayne McDaniel and commissioners held a virtual meeting yesterday and unanimously approved additional measures to secure the border. They joined about a dozen other counties in backing the governor and urging President Biden to take additional actions. One county judge says this about Hardin County's resolution. We need everyone's help and we appreciate your participation. We appreciate your recognition that uh, we are all counties in Texas and that we all need uh, protection because if it's not, as Brent said, they're just flying through here and they're coming to a neighborhood near us all. So we appreciate your uh, participation and you passing this resolution today. That judge from Kinney County, which is east of Del Rio. The city of Groves is examining how food trucks operate in the town with the goal of evening the, if evening the playing field with brick and mortar restaurants. KFDM's Mel Stiles reports. Derek Thiel operates a food truck business called Pitside Barbecue in Groves. But it's not mobile, and he will be grandfathered in if the new ordinances go into place. He understands the battle between food trucks and brick and mortar food businesses, but he believes customers will help sort it out. A lot of people think and are against these because they think you hurt the brick and mortar establishments that are already there. But in my opinion, I have confidence in the people of my area. They know good food, they know what they like. And if your food is good 
then you have nothing to worry about. Boss Burgers owner Joe Oates' business is mobile. He has a building in Nederland for storage and food prep, but he partners with churches and other establishments when in groves. Oates says having a brick-and-mortar building is vital. The food is a, has a sanitary and safe place, Board of Health certified, to be prepared. That the trucks have a place they can go and dump their grease and their gray water instead of into the environment. Oates says having a place to call home speaks to the cleanliness and safety of a food truck. You know, you can be assured pretty much that their food is fresh and it's cool, the cool is cool, the hot is hot. They go through the extra steps to make sure that it is. The Grove City manager says it's important to make sure both food trucks and brick and mortar food establishments are treated fairly. To level the playing field to make sure that no one has an advantage and that there are some ties to the community and that basically someone from San Antonio or Houston can't come in here and just basically uh, you know be here two or three days and then run, and then go someplace else. The all says it should not be hard for food trucks to find brick and mortar businesses to partner with if they want to come to Groves. I know of several that have done it. It shouldn't be hard because that benefits both of you, especially if you're not selling the same thing. Now, food trucks that are already permitted in Groves will be grandfathered in until the permit expires. And if passed, these new ordinances will not pertain to festivals. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has signed a disaster declaration for nearly two dozen counties affected by historic flooding. Dallas hit hard. More than 15 inches fell in some areas. That's more than the area typically gets over the course of the entire summer. At least one person was killed as cars were swept away in the rising water. The disaster declaration allows the state to respond with emergency powers to what's being called a once-in-a-thousand-year flood event. Whatever you want to call it, whatever time frame you want to put on it, uh, we got hit pretty hard, and we got hit in a historic way. The sky opened up, and soon after, our streets closed down. We're constantly looking at, at what extreme weather may lead to, whether it be power demand, extreme heat, extreme cold, uh, heavy water, uh, or even drought. The rainfall totals from Dallas marked the second highest on record for a 24-hour period. This August now the second wettest on record for DFW. That's notable because it comes after more than 60 days without any measurable rainfall. And now, your daily weather forecast from the Southeast Texas Weather Authority. Good morning, Southeast Texas. I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Here's a look at your forecast. It is Wednesday, August the 24th, 2022. And not a lot is going to change across southeast Texas today. We'll continue to look for scattered showers and thunderstorms to the tune of about 70% coverage both in the Triangle and in the lakes. A little bit different today. We've got a little more moisture in the ground due to the rains that we've seen over the last few days. So we now have a flash flood watch in effect until 7 o'clock this evening for basically all of southeast Texas. Looking at the potential for another couple of inches of rain in some isolated spots through the course of the day today. Some of the short-range high-resolution models are indicating possibly even a little bit more. But again, widespread showers and thunderstorms expected today. Not going to get a break on Thursdays. I still think we'll see mainly scattered showers and thunderstorms. Best chance, I think, is going to be in the southern half of our viewing area as we head through Thursday. And we'll keep rain chances fairly moderate through the weekend. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday still looks like we'll see a return of some moisture to southeast Texas. So temperature uh, rainfall chances staying in the 40 to 50 percent range 
Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll take it up a bit on Monday with another system coming in. And then, of course, we've got 40 to 50% coverages of showers through the middle part of the week. A little bit of a change. We've got one little system we are watching in the Western Caribbean, or the Eastern Caribbean, I should say, uh, east of Barbados. Uh, some disorganized shower and thunderstorm activity happening there. Hurricane Center gives it a 20% chance to develop. And if you look at the upper level wind pattern, it is slightly favorable for uh, development as we work through the next five to seven days. Of course, that's a system we'll keep our eyes on. Models keep differing between eastern Gulf of Mexico and then up the Atlantic coast. We'll see where it goes if it continues to develop. But again, right now a 20% chance to develop from the National Hurricane Center as we work through the next five days. Uh, We'll talk more about that during our morning newscast on the morning show. Uh, Again, recapping your forecast today, we're looking for more showers and thunderstorms. Variable winds should be fairly light, so that's going to allow for uh, pretty heavy rainfall across the area. Flash flood watches are in effect until 7 o'clock this evening for most of southeast Texas. Don't forget, you can get your forecast anytime online at kfdm.com. You can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget, you can download our free weather app. It's available on your iOS and Android devices. It's got interactive radar, and you can follow that and follow the storms all across southeast Texas. That's going to do it for your forecast on this Wednesday morning from the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. Join us again tomorrow for the KFDM Morning Show Podcast.